you know, there's only so much you can achieve by yourself, whether that's a lesson from mental health and sport from life, like literally whatever, like you can only do as much as the people around you, you know, like you need their help. God, what frustrates me? Myself, impatience. Hi, this is the second and final episode of my chat with Sophie, um, the first of which was released last week, so if you've not listened to that or checked it out, I stress you do before we listen. In this episode, um, I chat to Sophie about more of her recovery and where she is at the minute. Uh, Sophie speaks quite openly, I think, about her experience with antidepressants and other medications to help her to get to where she is today. We also cover things such as what frustrates Sophie and what she feels like she needs now in her life but we'll start where we left off um talking about sport and and why sport is so important in her life so what would you say that you gain from sport because it doesn't seem like the reason you're doing it is to get necessarily like faster or stronger as the primary outcome is it do you see exercise more as a vehicle for something greater? I think exercise is like, for me, and it it's taken me, a, I've asked my question, I've asked myself this question a lot, um, particularly over the last few months, is that like what you want in terms of the physiological things will change. And so like at the minute, my answer would have been different to what it was six months ago. But it's that time by yourself not in a lonely way so like exercise can be super sociable it's a great way you know particularly in London of meeting new people but it's that chance to focus on yourself and you know when I don't feel in control of a lot of things with my mental health feeling bad in a healthy way that's fine because like I can control you know again it is a fine line I can control what I'm eating I can control my training um and I know like what makes me feel good. So like you can, you know, you can do that. You take that time for yourself. Um, and yeah, and it, and it is, it is the way that I deal with my, it is the way that I deal with my mental health issues. Um, you know, particularly if I just don't feel that great and there might not be any reason for that, I do loads of exercise because it makes me feel better. And then obviously then that makes you more tired. So it's a bit of a, um, slippery slope but like yeah it's just kind of my way of switching off and and, f- and feeling good about yourself would you say it's the control that exercise gives you you know how you're going to feel after you've done it it's the buzz and the challenge um it's that this is really hard I can't do it but then you can so you achieve even if it's a super easy run like or a walk or a cycle gym whatever it's achieving something every single day. And like, like I've, I always say it, that is such powerful medicine because, you know, particularly when your mental health's bad, you feel so hopeless, but then I can see what I'm achieving. You know, I write down every day, the exercise that I do, the weights that I do, what, how far you've run. And so then if I'm feeling really down, down for whatever reason, I can look back and be like, well, actually this week I've achieved X, Y, and Z. And I find it super nice for it not to then be around work because you can easily look at your work stuff and be like, well, I've achieved all of this. But like, if I'm not working, I really want to switch off from it. 
so it's just nice to see the things that you've achieved. Is looking back and reflecting on things sort of important to you? Mm, yes and no. So I don't, and I never am that person. I'm always looking forwards. But one, I found that hasn't been very healthy or helpful now with like life being so busy. Um, I make a conscious effort to try and cut, my, cut myself some slack. And, you know, like it's so easy for us to always be so hard on ourselves actually looking back and being like I know I have achieved these things like this is great so at the end of a hard session again it was my coach that said it like just take that time to be like you put on your trainers you've got out you've turned up you've done the session that's a huge achievement you know even if it is a chill session doesn't matter that's still an achievement um and I think it's also a necessity so not only can sport not necessarily be my life in the same way anymore being you know like I, I'm quote fully recovered and I've achieved a hell of a lot of stuff in my life since my accident. But I still suffer with fatigue and obviously like neuro issues will still be in there. So therefore I can't empty myself in the same way that I used to. So like it's the same now with like entering races. I'll like push myself hard, but I can't fully empty myself because otherwise I can't do my week of work or whatever it is. Um, so it's also kind of a, yeah one's a choice and one isn't but I don't I think it's been pretty pretty helpful in the new kind of phase that I am in life yeah so I think you mentioned it earlier that you sort of felt like you were trying to run away from things and that exercise was one of the ways that you did that so what would you say that you were trying to escape from um probably pressure um obviously there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of pressure in work um but I think being a being a sporty person I put so much pressure on myself and it's not even like knowing me it's just high expectations for your life what you want to achieve you know how much you can achieve you know like it's even like the parallel with sport you know a really horrible race or training session and you have those moments and you're like I can't get through this I'm gonna die um I might as well just stop but you always get to the end so therefore, you know, you have that mental strength and mental resilience, which is amazing. However, I then think that I need to show that all the time or you just know that it's there. So therefore, I will always push myself to my limits because I know I can always cope with it until I physically burn <laughs> out. Um, yeah. And so it's kind of a way to, yeah, a way to a way to switch off and just, you know, all these little niggles that we always have, like social things um all those like I don't know sometimes insecurities little worries life worries whatever it is not even necessarily to do with work it's just so nice because it's that time that it's it's just you you get so lost it's like mind and body you just get so lost in it and I love that feeling of not having to be like looking at that like looking at your watch to like what time is it like you're just so disconnected from the world and I find that it's just yeah the best feeling yeah I can definitely agree with what you're saying there and relate to it so a little bit of maybe a rogue question here but um you seem like such a sort of grounded and reality-based person um and I was just wondering if you'd ever sort of during your recovery or now saw any 
maybe spiritual or holistic help at all? Or maybe like there was a greater force or like everything happens for a reason sort of thing? So actually, wait, I'll take it two ways. So num- so the first way is the like, everything happens for a reason, like blah, blah, I hate that. It, <laughs> do- it just, it doesn't happen for a reason. You know, like whatever it is. So like taking my example, I really hope that that didn't happen for a reason. You know, I think people say that because it's the lack of control. And for me is you can make positives or you can achieve things in like every bad situation. So that's, that's how I feel is that it, it, it made me, um, I can be still a bit, but like it certainly, it made me pretty cold as a person at times because bad things happen and then like tunnel vision right so I mean like so many of us if you compliment me I'm gonna recoil I hate it don't compliment me if you're like so if you're able to talk to you about this this was not okay I'd be like sweet tell me let's work on it I'll figure out how I'm gonna get better like whatever it is like we can deal with criticism or constructive criticism pretty well like because we love the challenge so yeah I don't know it kind of made me get my get my head down and I still do it now and you just kind of block out everything and I don't want to chat about my feelings I just want to like get on with things and get it done now it's actually weird that you asked that question now so I've never done any kind of like I guess it's called spiritual stuff right like I've always been pretty cynical a re- like a real realist but I suddenly realized like I feel like the last bit of me getting better now is gonna take some of that and I've just met a few people in my life that have either like done stuff like that or do stuff like that. And it's just, I'm just learning it, like filtering into my mind a bit. I've listened to some really cool podcasts. I've read a few really interesting books and it just kind of, yeah, I don't know, makes you more, more self-aware. Um, yeah. And I've actually find that stuff has then been really helpful. You know, I'm really tired, but then there are loads of, things that I can do about it or I'm feeling down there's loads of things that I can do about it in a proactive way which might seem a bit airy-fairy or like if you did them you'd be like what but it really helps um yeah and just I know like now taking taking that time each day when I schedule out my day I make sure that there's the time in there for the exercise there's the walking um, in the morning, one of my friends has really helped with this. It's get, getting up early, having a cold shower, which is horrific, but man, does it work. Um, and then like enough time for breakfast and go on a bit of a walk and then start work. You know, like just finding a bit of that time just to do those kind of things. Yeah. Oh, I think cold showers are really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I started doing it a bit because I had some like crazy cold water swimming race thing yeah Uh, and so did it sort of more as training for that and then got quite not into it but quite intrigued by it and read quite a few things and basically from what I get from it it's sort of it's not at the minute it's being sort of pushed as it's like this new concept of having a cold shower and feeling great sort of thing but actually it's how we've evolved to be we haven't evolved to be comfortably warm all the time and so all it's doing is essentially like a reset 
back to how we're meant how our bodies are meant to be or at least that's one like train of thought i know there was a published paper all about um dementia which looks so really that, interesting did, did you did i heard that on the radio this week um yeah. it was saying that um because it was on the classic on the today program <laughs> and it was saying a few what was it like four either four or six years ago on the today program they were like oh um like coldness like being cold seems to maybe be able to help dementia and a listener was like because the scientists were like cool well, we're never going to get it approved to like make people hypothermic this listener was like in the one of the lidos in in north london he was like well we swim in there all the time in freezing water why don't you test us so they've been testing them uh-huh. over years and then the report that's come out this week was um the data being used as um testing on those swimmers in that lido how much of that sort of thing do you think is sort of psychological and about your perception that if you believe in it and want it to happen then it will i think i think that's yeah i think that's a really interesting question um i i would again i would say this is in two parts so like yeah like a lot of those kind of airy fairy techniques that everyone's like oh do they work I think it's all just in your mind there's now a lot of science behind it that shows exactly how it makes your brain and your body adapt so there is actually a lot more scientific proof for these things and that there are reasons that you do it um so it was actually three parts and then and then I guess it's also even if you have that scientific proof if I'm still not going to believe that it works it might work a little bit or your brain is incredibly powerful so it won't so like you think about examples like cognitive behavioral therapy actually has a pretty low percentage of success rate because it's all in your mind and you have to believe it so if you don't believe it it's just not going to work but there's that and all like you know anyone dieting like you you know like how to lose the weight yeah. but if you're like oh, i can't be bothered i don't want to this isn't going to work I'm always going to be fat then like you're not going to stick to it so there's that but also like I think my 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 own story has shown the power of your mind in every single way I wasn't going to be able to ever leave hospital get back to riding get back to uni live unassisted and have a normal life it just was not medically possible but it was because I was like not in a panicked way but like it's fine it's gonna happen and setting yourself loads of little goals so I think doing things that have at least some kind of scientific proof behind them is necessary but also that power the power of self-belief again if you're disciplined with it right it's it's not a magical Hollywood moment that I believe in myself so suddenly tomorrow I'm gonna be Usain Bolt like it's just never going to happen. Whereas, if over years, which is the really unglamorous part and where people get bored, but like, if over years you work at it and you just keep consistent and keep pushing yourself, then yeah, I think your mind your mind is exceptionally powerful. And how do you see those sort of methods comparing to more like clinical medication sort of routes? Can they work together? I think it depends how ill you are um, and like where you're at, like what you're suffering with. So like, again, taking my example, 
I was so, so, so ill that in hospital, every drug you can think of, I had it, you know, in, including being um, put in an induced coma for two weeks, um, all sorts of painkillers, whatever, you name it. And I needed that. And then as I got physically better and I didn't need such management, I guess, then it facilitated being able to use these other methods. And then, it, you know, so it, not that they can't be side by side, but I think when you really, really, really need that medical help, you need it. And often then your mind can't think in those ways. Um, but then I think in terms of making a full recovery, you really do need those other other methods. And, and I found that um, in particular with my mental health, um, my mental health got really bad on my, well, on my year out. And I, I, I didn't realise anything was wrong with me, um, but I used to cry all the time. And I just didn't realise anything was wrong with me. Um, and then it was when I came back to uni and I like have memories of some of my housemates getting into bed with me because they'd hear me crying at night and they'd come and get into bed with me. And I just still didn't realise anything was wrong. Um, and it was my housemates that were like, cool, I think it's time. Um, and I didn't know how I was going to react, but like um, one of them actually <laughs> took the day off lectures and walked me to the doctors. Otherwise, I 100% wouldn't have gone. And so then I was on <laughs> antidepressants for way too long, actually. Um, I was on them for, I think, two, two or three years, a really long time. But I really needed them to begin with. You know, like I wasn't sleeping and I like was not OK. And that was really helpful. But then actually... I chose to come off them in 2018 and like, yeah, that was one of the hardest things to do, but one of the best things because now I can use all those other methods um, and I actually can feel now, which sounds really bizarre, but when you're on really strong meds, that's the main reason I came off them. You feel numb. You can't feel anything. So I don't know, like you walk down the street and it's like a, you know, that extra high street and it's like blue it's sunny there are seagulls they're like your friends around people laughing and it makes you feel good but like when I was on those meds I felt nothing you didn't even notice that I didn't notice like bright colors or anything like that so um yeah then being able to come off meds kind of makes you I don't know it's scary feeling those sad feelings again but you get used to it and it's worth it yeah that's really similar to something I was listened to the other day that was like saying I'd they'd much rather have like the highs and the lows of life than just flat line straight through the middle somewhere so. yeah exactly and 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 that's a choice right so that's you're then well enough to be able to make that choice but for someone that's really suffering and so so because me saying all those things are 100% true but they're true for where I am now if someone has said that to me before or also shaming people out of going on meds I'm really against so yeah, there are all these alternative methods. And if you can make this work first, but like if you need them, there's nothing wrong with going on them. Like they get control of your mental health so that you can then take steps to rebuild your life and figure out these alternative things and get all the things that are falling apart a bit, get them back on track. And I had a huge amount, like it still really upsets me. I had a huge amount of negative opinion about the fact that I was on I was on meds so I've since spoken about it super openly because like I wouldn't be where I am today without them and I wish I hadn't had to have gone on them but 
it helped me turn my life around. And so I don't like then people get shamed out of, you know, there are negatives to taking them. They do have negative side effects, but like if you need them and your life is, feels like it's falling apart and I, yeah, I don't think that people should be shamed out of doing that. And then once you feel able to, and you're like, oh, I'm sick of feeling numb. And like, you know, I feel like I, I, I am strong enough to now and you ease off them and can look at all these alternative things. So taking everything into account, sort of like your the last five or so years, and then with this year and everything, would you say that where you are at the minute that you're happy with that? So, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm very for the first time in ages. I'm like very, like I'd say happy. Um, I haven't been happy in a really long time. I've been content, but I've not been happy. Um, so for me, this is huge. You know, like I, I'm taking my foot off the gas a bit. Like I'm. What am I? I'm still working a lot and still doing a lot of stuff, but like I'm a lot fairer myself than I've ever been. But also at every point along my recovery for the last five years, I've been like, this is the best I've ever felt. I feel fully recovered. I've never felt this well. I feel like I'm back to my pre-accident self. But like head injury stuff, the longer it goes since my accident, there are still improvements, but they're so subtle I don't really notice them. So you're always improving. And I guess the same is true with my mental health, but also mental health is such a difficult one because, you know, like some days you feel great. Even if you don't have mental health issues, some days some days you just get out of bed and you're like, I feel awful. I feel really down. Or like all those things that didn't bother you yesterday suddenly feel like a really, feel like a really big deal. Um, so I try not to set those kind of external benchmarks for my mental health anymore you know, you need to notice your triggers and like notice the things that happen to your behavior when, when it starts sliding, that's really important. And doing all those positive self-care things to get you out of it. But also, also I'm not sure how much tangible benefit it gets me from being like, yeah, no, I'm fully, I'm fully better, you know, because like by whose benchmark am I judging that and kind of so what you know and I became so obsessed when I was really ill with hitting all those benchmarks but now I'm kind of like well I feel like I've proven myself and you know I don't want to say this is the best I'm ever going to get because I think I'm going to keep getting better and just you know as a person you learn stuff and you change yeah. so like yeah I'd say medically I'm pretty much recovered but then it still affects me in loads of ways so yeah yeah what would you say frustrates you at the minute (laughs) in life yeah what a question um God, what frustrates me? Myself? Impatience? Um, Your own impatience or other people's? Yeah, because, you know, again, I'm just very good at all this spiel. And, I'm, like, I do mean all of this stuff. And I really do. And it does work. But I still have those times where I'm like, cool, I'm not achieving enough. I'm not doing enough. I want to do more. And like, we're, we're all gu- guilty of this, particularly in sport. 
but it can be super unhealthy now post uni when so much of your life is is work because you do spend the majority of your time working um yeah so I get frustrated that I haven't achieved enough that I haven't done enough um I'm really frustrated about not being able to really go abroad and you know my work was full of travel and I had some really cool things lined up for this year and obviously only what two of them happened um that's really frustrating I get yeah if I'm honest the main one is I get frustrated with myself do you think that's a negative thing like transfer from sport into daily life I mean I I think it's the kind of person that you are but I do think and particularly through everything that I've been through I can see what I can achieve and like yeah and yeah it's it's being a being perfectionist isn't it um and it has so many good things and I always say this right I'm always like these things have all their downsides but for me it's worth it because it means that we're going to achieve incredible things in life whatever it is sporting career whatever and I know that but then the you can't switch off that analytical brain that perfectionist brain doesn't get like when I'm chilling with friends it's off right but like anything to do with myself I'm never gonna blame other people it's always like what you can do and it's not a self-centered thing it's I guess it's a control thing isn't it it's like what can I do to change to make this better you know like oh I've got really tired again this must be my fault like I'm so annoyed that I can't go and run a half marathon or you know whatever it is yeah I think that's so important and like to some people that comes across maybe as sort of like being quite selfish but it's completely not and if anything it's almost the other way around that you're sort of looking at yourself but not to improve yourself it's more for the people around you yeah yeah exactly it's being mindful of your effect on them and like yeah and I think that's a a huge because I was in individual sport and obviously still do um but like really realizing that like your power is the people around you you know there's only so much you can achieve by yourself whether that's a lesson from mental health and sport from life like literally whatever like you can only do as much as the people around you you know like you need their help um yeah and I guess in a way it is selfish but also like it's because you know you know what you can do you know how what you can achieve and you know that those tiny little gains will add up to a huge difference. So therefore, like, you're always going to chase those. Yeah. And you're the person that knows yourself the best at the end of the day. Like, only yeah. you can make the changes that you want to make. Yeah. To begin with another really direct question. What scares you? <sighs> what scares me? Um... I've done a hell of a lot of thinking about this. Um, um, what scares me, um, honestly, is being irrelevant, is being mediocre. And I've come up with a million different answers to that. What scares me? And you can come up with loads of like immediate things, whatever. I'm I'm not scared of failing. Um, because again, like we said, that it's like, you can deal with it, right? If you fail, you can learn from it, whatever. Some of the big things, it is scary to fail. Like you're still going to get really nervous. But I don't want to, I don't want to try my best. 
And it's not not be good enough because again, whose benchmark is that? Um, it's just that knowing how much you can achieve and knowing how strong you are. For me, it's yeah, mediocrity is the thing that scares me the most. And again, I'm not sure still now if that's for me, for other people. I think it's largely for me. Um, yeah, I think it's largely for me because then if you if you're if you're happy with what you're doing, then if other people can't see that, that's fine because you know, and then like you'll keep doing well, so it'll be evident in retrospect. So, do you think people put too much emphasis on almost irrelevant arbitrary benchmarks, such as ways of measuring success in certain things? So, sort of like the classic get your A-levels, get a degree, do this, get a job, get a better paid job, move up, promotion, that sort of thing. I think it's hard because like that's how it's institutionalised. That's how it is in culture. And so if you do all those things, I'd be like, who would ever be like, you failed? <laughs> like, yeah. how boring, you know? Like, you haven't, like, that's amazing. But I think it's realizing that there are a million and one different paths to get to where you want to and some of the others might be harder less glamorous or less conventional but at the end of the day it doesn't matter and also you can't choose those paths all the time you know like things happen and you just have to adapt to them um that's been one of the most helpful things actually chatting to really senior people in my field is they're all like we are winging it like the whole way it's fake it till you make it they were like never at any point did I thought I'd end up here it's just that I took the opportunities when they came and then it's kind of been like a crisscrossy ladder to get to where they are um so I think it's hard I think I think it's important not to be constrained by those as you referred to them arbitrary benchmarks of, of success and again just at, at every moment so what are you happy and I think that's I think that's one of the most important things is you can achieve all of those you know as you said a levels grad scheme a, a levels uni masters grad scheme promotions whatever there's, there's a reason that people have lots of midlife crises you know because you've done all of that and then you get to that age and you're like man this isn't what I wanted to do so like you know to an extent we all have to play the game and going to uni was one of the best decisions of my life but you know, plenty of other people don't go to uni and do really well. Like, I think it's just, yeah, down down to you and if it makes you happy. Yeah. So do you think you can ever measure success, truly? For me personally? Yeah. Um. Again, it is so context dependent. <laughs> that came up so much in my master's. That was one of the most used phrases and I hated it. But it, and every politician will give it in their answer but it depends it really does so like success in what like of what like do I mean a success because I've got through the day and I've done all my tasks is it I've got through the month and I achieved a promotion is it I've got through the month and I ticked all my training goals is it I got back from an injury is it I'm suddenly a much happier person you know, there are so many levels yeah. that I think it's just being 
specific with what you're measuring and why and to what end like why are you measuring it so I think it's really important because measuring it in some way then gives you an idea of where you're at with things I think that's really important but yeah I I don't think getting getting hung up on external perceptions of success are not helpful and it's hard because you know friends family whatever will I can I use this example? I'm not sure I want to because it makes me seem a bit tragic. Sure. But as an anecdote, um, I get this all the time with, um, you know, I'm getting super fit. I'm genuinely very happy. Um, and yeah, doing loads of fun things and careers going super well. And then people be like, oh, but you don't have a boyfriend at the minute. And I'm like, no, I don't. And they'll be like, oh, but you're a career woman. And I'm like, no, no, it's not a choice. I just don't have a boyfriend at the minute. <laughs> like, you know, so I think it's being mindful of the people that you can't always please, right? Because I could be married with kids and then people will be like, yeah, but you've dropped your career ball a bit, you know? So like, I, again, just being mindful of what it is that makes you happy. Do you think it's a bit like the same as perfection? Something that you're constantly striving for, but you're never actually going to achieve success yeah or is it more just that different people have different views of success yeah but also like i mean obviously very much depends on what it is but who yeah. cares if that other person doesn't see it, see it as a success you know like it, you have to be able to like reward yourself be able to be like fair play i'll smash that and just take that moment to like congratulate yourself because you know as a kid those people will have that with people you know parents like being like that's amazing like gold star but in real adult world that doesn't happen i could do some amazing i did some amazing stuff in my career last year and well, this year <laughs> i've done some amazing stuff in my career over the past year but like i don't want to necessarily chat about that with friends you know, because that's like a separate thing. And so, like, they'll be like, oh, why, why didn't you come to so-and-so's birthday? And I was like, oh, I was in Qatar speaking at a conference. And they'll be like, fair. And then move on. So if I was looking for validation from that, which I wouldn't, but if I was, I would have been seriously disappointed. But that doesn't take away from what you've already achieved. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess that has been some of the spiritual stuff that I've been reading about and stuff that's really helped. So I don't know how this will come across being worded. <laughs> um, so at the minute, what do you want to be able to look back on when you're however old, oh. sat there, old, old, older than you are at the minute? <laughs> what do you want to look back on and be sort of like the main the main thing, most memorable thing that... So I get what you're asking, but like from which time period? From, from any, so at all in your life, whether it's past yeah. or from f in future, what do you want to sort of achieve? Um, yeah, I think... So I say, this loads, I, say, so I say this loads to my friends that like will be panicking about whatever. And I'm like, cool, but when you're 15, you're looking back, are you really going to remember your 20s for being at your desk every single night, getting those deadlines done and like getting extra work done for not a huge amount more gain or 
do you want to look back at your 20s to be like cool I worked really hard and I achieved x y and z and like these really cool places with these cool people but also look at all these really fun things I did and like for me it's how I affect, like you said it's how I affect those around me because yeah that that is how I personally did success like I've got to keep on top of myself and be um disciplined about like what I sleep like eating training whatever so that I feel my best I feel my best for what end to to have a great time with everyone around me and to make them feel great like that's that's what I get like some of the most pleasure out of is like you know after a really fun night out or weekend thing with your friends and you've had so much fun but you've also had so much fun because you've fully been yourself and everyone around you has had so much fun and so then like you know when we all go through our own stuff in our life it's just so nice to know that like you're like a really good person for your friends to be around um so I think yeah that's a huge thing and and just for, for me personally would be to to enjoy it and to live the life that I've very much earned over the past five years of having to seriously work for it you know if I continue to hammer myself in every aspect of life that's just no fun and like you know I've to an extent missed out on a the big chunk of my 20s like I just and then a pandemic hits <laughs> um does yeah. that make what you're achieving at the minute worth even more to you I think it's made me realize how much that hard work has paid off and that you know like again I can look back and be like oh I made myself more ill and whatever but it was always with I was gonna say the knowledge I think it was more the naive hope that I would eventually get to this point where I am now and be able to choose more because I've, yeah, lockdown has hit my mental health like it has for most people, but nothing like I thought it would. So like, or nothing as bad as I thought it would. So like every single week it's highs and lows. I have like pretty great. And then like every one day a week where I just feel awful. And like, again, like still get up and do work and whatever, but like I'll just choose to do way more exercise than work. Not. Don't don't include that. Um, <laughs> I just used to do more exercise in the evenings um, or before work because I don't feel that great. But and obviously, like I I love being outside, so it's great that I, mean, I can be outside loads. Um, but as I said, I was traveling loads of work before and traveling and seeing friends on the other side of the world and like just doing fun things with friends all the time. And suddenly, then you can't quite do that in the same way. That's been super hard, but as I keep reminding myself that's the same for everyone yeah but yeah like if this had hit eight months ago if this had hit two years ago whatever I would not have go like no way um and yeah I, a huge reason that I've have coped has been exercise but you know like today I really didn't feel that great so I'm just choosing to do way more exercise and it boosts my mood is that healthy yes and no um as long as I'm aware of how it's affecting my body and my fatigue yeah but again this does why I always burn out right I don't feel and it's not necessarily like running away like I'll write in a journal I'll figure out why I'm feeling like this but then if there's not something that I can really do about it or there's not really a logical reason for it which is kind of where I'm at at the minute then I'd just rather do the things that make me happy but obviously mental health also makes you tired so it's a narrow supply of energy but like at the one track running thing that I've done over 
lockdown has like I would not have survived without it I was in a really bad mental place when lockdown hit and yeah just really 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 struggled with it and then having that like virtual run club to do four run sessions a week also strength and core workouts and like plyometrics and whatever it meant that every single day I had something to do and also felt semi-sociable even though you were always running by yourself like in-person tracks come back now on Mondays but otherwise like you're always running by yourself but like at the end like you get to like you come on audio and you're like oh like, thanks so much and like you have a joke with a few of the other people and then it kind of feels like you've done something sociable even though <laughs> everyone's in lockdown yeah and so it's not in that scenario it's almost not the exercise itself but it's that routine and knowing that every day there's sort of keep going for yeah yeah exactly and 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 I think that's one of the biggest things with mental health is routine and that it's hard because I suffered originally with depression and anxiety and how you treat treat how you deal with both of those is very different so like with depression it's really good to have well, and anxiety have your routine and whatever but then my anxiety would make me fixate on my routine. And if I wasn't hitting all those goals, that oh, at 10 a.m. I was meant to do this, and then at 11 a.m. this, and I didn't run as far as I was meant to, or I didn't get to sleep as much as I wanted to because I couldn't sleep because my anxiety, then that makes your anxiety worse, which then makes you depressed, which makes you tired. So, like, yeah, it's kind of hard. But, like, yeah, just having, just having something to structure you. And, again, if you can't meet it because you're tired or whatever that's okay yeah and it's that control again as well isn't it knowing that there's something that is controllable every day yeah and again it is such a fine line like you you know all these things that I'm saying you can be like yeah but is that healthy and like control is a really good thing but also like not being a control freak and not you know like listening to the podcast that you did with Finn and he mentioned eating disorders in triathlon that's a huge one I I really struggled with eating after my accident. I put on loads of weight just because of neuro issues and my mental health wasn't great. So I would, I literally starve myself, which I ironically would make me fatter, um, <laughs> which everyone's like, oh, it's because she's emotional eating. And I'm like, I'm not actually eating anything. It's just made me fatter. Um, so I used to not eat. So I then started up exercise. And if I'm honest, triathlon at uni, as a means of exercise makes you really hungry so you've got to eat loads and you want to fuel your body with all the right things it's a really healthy thing but then it's that's still a fine line right like all the control on every aspect of your life can get obsessive which 99% of the time it's not but like if you're just having one of those days then it does become like that so yeah yeah I don't want to run really late so start wrapping it up is that right just before we go on to like the five questions that I ask everyone what do you feel that you need right now in your life and is that different to what you want in your life at the minute um I want at the minute um excitement I want to be able to be traveling um all of these things which obviously we can't have is that because we can't have it at the minute so you want it more no, well, because like, because I was traveling anyway, and I had some plans to go traveling this summer, and um, and and actually take a break, right? So, mm, so what I want, and also what I need, is to just take a break. Like, life has been super hard over the last five years. I've worked really hard to get myself to a level in my career, but now I just want to 
like chill. So actually, I'm taking I'm taking a, a month off over December. So and obviously can't really do anything, but like it'll just be it'll be really nice to switch off. Um, what I need now is like a new a new stability. So like it's taken me quite a while to settle into London. I love the area that I work in, as in like the career field. Um, I love where I love where I live. I actually do love London now, um, which has taken me a year to come around to that. Um, but yeah, I think now I just need yeah a bit a bit more a bit more stability. I think I've been kind of again it comes into taking a break it just you know been working really hard but just something a bit more secure so that then I just like can relax a bit more so almost like that gives you a bit of a confidence blanket yeah be able to relax a bit more yeah exactly like because I feel like I've always been well running towards things running away from things and now I feel like I'm at a pretty good level where I'm very much almost at that point where now I can get that kind of new safety net I don't know but just new kind of bottom line and then work off of that and then from there it's up to me what I want to achieve what I want to chase but I'm not running away from things anymore which is kind of mentally how I feel and I'm yeah I feel like professionally and everything I'm pretty much there now that's so nice to hear yeah, yeah man yeah. And those those bike rides of so what do you want to do i don't know <laughs> yeah i'm in that situation right now <laughs> so that'll be interesting don't put pressure on yourself who like whoever knows what they want to do exactly that's what i'm sort of realizing um at the end of the day it will be all right like it's going to be okay so if you're working hard if you're working hard and smart enough like you will get there and you're a nice person you will get there yeah debatable <laughs> debatable <laughs> okay so to wrap it up with the five questions and because i know you love cooking okay so the first one if you had okay. to cook a dish what would you cook what i'd want to cook is a lover roast dinner or actually at the minute i'm really craving chips so that's way less exciting however my go-to's are chicken rice and vegetables with some kind of tomato sauce or the uni favorite of microwave sweet potato and microwave fish cakes both of them sound disgusting however if anybody wants to list, wants to get the recipe i'll get it off sophie <laughs> um uh, pick a song off your playlist. I love, I love um, Ed Sheeran and Dermot Kennedy, but my favourite at the minute is Halfway by Yves V. I'll put it in the link. For the hey, hey. whatever. Yeah, because I have a tragic. So I should have been like Jason <laughs> Have You had a talk dinner to me. <laughs> what made you smile today? I feel like loads, right? I smile all the time. Um, so lots of things. Um, so today I was, um, I chatted to one of my friends on the other side of the world and then I um, biked to the gym and it London looked super beautiful um, and it was actually blue sky rather than raining. What are you looking forward to? In life? Yeah. Um, in the short term, I'm 
um having not really biked that much i'm biking to cambridge tomorrow with a friend i'm really looking forward to that um and then um yeah and then i'm just really looking forward to seeing what the next six months a year holds like obviously it's harbor the pandemic but um yeah i'm super excited by things that are coming up and last one what do you wish you knew for your first year self <laughs> um <laughs> um probably to be more restrained in time please um and that those people that like you think you should look up to or you're friends with but you're not really friends with or whatever it is that in five years time you're you're not going to know them they're going to be so irrelevant to your life so to not waste time trying to live up to some kind of stereotype which does not exist thank you so much for that